When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. Hello if you're watching live on YouTube. Hello if you're watching a bit later on. And hello if you're watching on the podcast version as well. I am on my own today. It's just me. I don't do too many streams on my own. So it's just going to be me waffling on. Uh, for probably about half an hour or so, looking at some of the Double Game Week 25 targets now that the Double Game Week has been announced. And it's a bit of a disappointing Double Game Week. I was hoping for a few more teams to be involved. It's just Manchester United and Brighton. So we're going to have a look at how they're performing generally this season and over the last six, uh, their best players and how they're looking in terms of likelihood of getting points. Uh, and you can see from my face, I'm not entirely convinced that there's any incredible options um, but we'll try and make the best that we can uh, out of it. Uh, if you're in the chat, feel free to drop in any questions. Keep me company. We can make this nice and interactive. I've got some stats to talk about, but I've also got uh, the ability to screen share. So if you want me to dive into anything in a bit more detail or there's questions you want to ask, then I can use uh, the Fantasy Football Scout members area uh, to do so. And obviously, if you're enjoying the stats that are being presented, consider signing up to the members area because you can do it all yourself. I've set up loads of tables uh, and I've been spent the morning going through them all to try and work out who we need to be bringing in. So let's start. So the first thing I did was I just looked at all players um, in every position uh, for the whole season. So this is the, the top 10 on the screen, um, all players, all matches. So right at the top, uh, filtered by minutes per goal, expected goal involvement is, of course, Mo Salah. 98.2 so he's expected to have uh, something just over once a game obviously he massively overperforms that because um, he's got so many goals uh, he gets more than a goal involvement every game or at least one every game uh, so he's obviously overperforming uh, next is Calvert-Lewin 103 which is quite interesting his early season form was really good but he hasn't really tailed off in terms of this um, XGI uh, since he's come back we'll see in a second his stats are still really good um, since he's returned then you've got Mares, always at the top of these lists. Never really plays enough. Uh, only played 841 minutes uh, this season. Uh, so he's not really an option for us. Then you've got Jota. Then you've got Sterling. Creeping up the list is Daka. Really nice. 126 minutes per expected goal involvement. Could be a factor if we if we see Vardy kind of missing out, uh, you know, a bit longer. But with Vardy coming back and Inacho knocking around, it's hard to kind of go for him. And then you've got Cristiano Ronaldo. So Cristiano Ronaldo is the first and well, only double game week player that we've got um, who actually features in the top 10 um, of expecting goal invo- uh, of XGI uh, expected goal involvement um, minutes. So 129.5 puts him ahead of the likes of Mane, Gundo and Firmino, but below players like Sterling and Jota. So it's, you know, it's a good record for him. 
Um, if you've got him, you can expect something from him just over every match and a bit. Uh, he's been quite poor lately, but over the season, he's been doing well. Uh, you've got to go right the way down to 39th to find the best performing Brighton player. That is my best friend, uh, Neil Mope. Uh, that's 201.8. So you're expecting something from him, kind of one every two games or just over that. Uh, not incredible. He's got 79 points this season, which is pretty poor, I think, for a, a striker who scores, uh, who plays for a, a good side, who are doing well this season. Um, you know, he's not even at the 100 point mark yet. Um, 20 shits, 26 shots in the box, nearly avoiding a slip there, uh, which actually isn't too bad. I mean, it's the same. It's, it's a few less than someone like Sterling. Um, it's half the amount, though, that like Ronaldo and, and Mane have. He's on par with kind of like Gundogan. But it, I mean, it's not awful. Um, touching the penalty area, 80. Uh, so Cristiano is on like 105. Uh, Salah's on 204 touches in the penalty area. So Salah gets the ball four times. Uh, as much oh so that's Bruno Fernandes he gets he gets the he gets a touch in front of twice as much as, as Mope does um, an expected goal involvement of seven point four one which is like kind of okay but I mean Mope's there but we're seeing a circus it's not been particularly good for him sort of recently uh, Bruno Fernandes though I mean this season if you're thinking about bringing Bruno Fernandes in he is forty eighth on the list so he is expected. His minutes per XGI are 213.2. He is below so many players. It's just absolutely ridiculous. 57 chances created is one of the highest in the league, interestingly enough. But with just 19 shots in the box, uh, 52 touches in the penalty area, you know, he's, he's just not getting those those kind of real good chances. He's creating chances, but they're they're not... They're not being put away. They're not particularly big chances. He's he's looking. He's playing deep. He's looking a bit lost with Ronaldo in the side. Um, so yeah, I mean, you just you wouldn't have thought after the hat trick in game week one that Bruno Fernandes would be forty eighth on this list. Forty seven players uh, with an expected goal of them better than him. Um, so that's that's all matches anyway. Um, probably more useful for us is to look at it uh, in a, in a bit more detail uh, with a short term. So over the last six. So if you look at the top 10 over the last six games, there is not a single Manchester United or Brighton player um, featuring uh, in, in the kind of the, the top 10. Uh, so Kane is actually top. So another premium uh, premium player. You know, when everyone's moving for the likes of De Bruyne, uh, you know, Salah's coming back, Fernandez, it's actually Kane who's at the top. Minutes per XGI of 93.3, which is about the same as what Salah's averaging over the whole season. So really, really good, really good numbers from him. Um, Edward, really, really popular, especially with people going on on wild cards. He's been scoring loads of points lately. Palace have got a good run; they're looking good. He's second on the list, ninety-five point two. Looks an absolute bargain at six point five million. Created six chances uh, as well, which is really nice. Um, you've got Son, obviously been out for a little while, but still featuring really highly um, on this list, and because of the games he, he did play. Uh, 101.2 minutes per XGI, and then you're looking at then you there's quite a big drop off after that down to Sterling 123.9, uh, Bowen 135.3, and you got more Antonio Rafina, my mate Martinelli, uh, and Trent. So where is the next? So where is the first double gaming player? Well, the first double gaming player is Bruno Fernandes, and he comes in at 14th, which actually is quite encouraging, right? 
because he was like 49th or whatever he was all season. But over the last six, he's 14th in terms of his, his minutes per XGI. Obviously, yeah, he, he got the, the big return in the in the double game week. Bit of a fortuitous free kick, I'd say, since Martinez pretty much dropped it into the into the goal. Um, but then obviously got the got the assist as well. Uh, one of those when Ronaldo was on the pitch, which everyone is saying, you know, could be could be better for him. But Ronaldo is back. Uh, Ronaldo is not that far off Fernandez. Given that Ronaldo has been, I, I mean, I've, I've watched the majority of United games and I have not been impressed even slightly with Ronaldo. Um, it looks to me like he's just, you know, he, he just looks completely isolated up front. He's not getting the ball. He's getting frustrated, throwing tantrums when he gets uh, taken off. Um, you know, he, he did a, he, he kind of assisted the assister on, on one of the Brentford goals where he chested it down, which was really nice. Obviously got, got the massive amounts of quality there. But, it's not been that impressive. Uh, in terms of shots inside the box, he's at 15, which is, you know, he was like kind of the, one of the league leaders um, for that. That hasn't really changed too much. Kane's at the top um, with 20. Uh, he's beating the likes of Edward, Son, Sterling, Bowen, uh, Antonio, um, all on kind of 10 to 10 to 12. So he's still getting the shots inside the box. He's still having loads of touch in the penalty area. 38 is only bettered by two players, I believe, which is Sterling and Kane. So still getting the ball in, in dangerous areas. Um, but his expected goal involvement at 3.52 um, is kind of, well, it, it's it's within the top 10, basically. I mean, a lot of that does stem from the Burnley game. I think United were, were really good in that Burnley match. They've been poor in almost every other game I've seen them play other than the second half of the Brentford game. So they've got the win against West Ham, you know, last minute. Winner looks okay defensively, but attacking wise, it just hasn't really been uh, hasn't really been clicking for them. So you never really know what kind of man you is gonna is gonna turn up, and that is frustrating. Um, you've got to go down to twentieth for a Brighton player, and that is McAllister, who a lot of people went for on the double game week. Sort of everyone getting a bit overexcited, I think, and, and going for double game week players. So McAllister came in. I think he got an assist. I think he was the highest scoring Brighton player um, in that match. He's created 12 chances, which is actually better than any player in the top 10, even more than uh, Alexander-Arnold, who's got 11. Uh, Rafinha's also got 11 as well. Um, his minutes per XGI are 22.36.5. Shots inside the box is four. I normally like the shots inside the box metric because that is where you want your players to be taking shots. So he's not taking the shots in the kind of the most dangerous areas and his touches in the penalty area is only 13. So that is quite a lot less than sort of all the other players. Um, like I said, Ronaldo's is at 38. So Ronaldo's having three times the amount of shots that McAllister is, but then he's three times the amount uh, of money. I'm not totally convinced on on McAllister. I'm going to be honest, I'm not totally convinced on any Brighton players uh, that we should be bringing in. I think the, the, the Watford game, uh, particularly from an attacking point of view, is interesting. Now Hodgson's in. I think we're expecting him to tighten them up a little bit. I mean, they can't get any worse defensively. Hodgson is a very good, organised, structured manager. That's going to be the thing that he he prioritises. So Brighton are going to be into that match, you know, with a and Hodgson will have a bit of time to work with that team. Um, and then Brighton are going to United, who, you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brighton scored a goal, but realistically, how many they're going to get? So I think you're you're relying on players that aren't reliable in an attacking team to score against what could be an improved Watford side and a United side who probably won't give up too many too many clean chances. So, yeah, McAllister, based on the last six, is, is the one you want to be getting. Um, but I think you can probably do better, especially given that Brighton have a blank um, as well. So that is the stats so far. Again, if let me just check the chat if there's any questions about any of this. 
uh, let me know. There's a few mentions about Mares. Um, Bernardo Santos says Mares was actually playing quite well before he left for Afcon. He was. I wonder if Pep was kind of just using him as much as he could um, before he went away. Uh, also, Foden I think had a bit of an injury. It's like Sterling's back now. Foden's playing. De Bruyne's back. Grealish is back. I, I can see Mares not not playing. I mean, who does he displace out of those? I mean, Sterling's been been playing really well. Um, Pep really favours. Uh, Grealish on the on the left as well. He's he's brought him back in. So I mean, he's he's maybe the likely one that, that could move out. Maybe Sterling goes to the left and Mahrez comes back in, and then you've got De Bruyne um, and and Foden kind of interchanging for the false nine. I mean, that could happen, um, but I wouldn't be too surprised to see Grealish uh, keep his keep his place. Uh, Andy Mack, what about Brighton defence? Yes, we will talk about Brighton defence um, in a bit. That might be the way to go. Uh, we're sloppy though. We do concede stupid goals. There's a reason why Sanchez isn't isn't scoring that highly as, as a goalkeeper this season. Um, the underlying stats are good. He just doesn't make any saves. He doesn't really need to, but they always find a way to, to score a goal. He's he's not a keeper who I would, I would be looking to to own um, in the long term. I think you can do better. I think De Gea and, and Ramsdale um, are, are much better picks uh, personally. Um, Patar Bilaski, De Bruyne won't stop killing it. He's in the zone again. Yep, it's interesting that De Bruyne doesn't feature on this list, given how well he's doing. Um, you've actually got to go down quite far to find uh, De Bruyne. I think he's around. He's below. He's below McAllister, for example. Um, what's McAllister's in twentieth? So De Bruyne is in twenty fourth. So twenty fourth for minutes per expected goal involvement. Uh, you know, he's taking long range shots. He's kind of creating chances from nothing. Um, he's, he's scoring well. Uh, he's a bit of a stats buster, I sense, just because he's so accurate with, with what he does. Uh, I, I really like De Bruyne. If I had De Bruyne, I certainly would be selling him for Salah or um, Fernandez until, well, until City have played Norwich and until, um, yeah, I, I'm going to be avoiding Salah, I think, until after the Burnley match, which is a bit worrying. Um, but I definitely wouldn't be selling De Bruyne. Fernandez is a, is a bit of a 50-50, but, but De Bruyne, I'd, I'd definitely be keeping. Uh, Stephen Duthie, considering avoiding the double in 25, except for Sanchez. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I wanted to do this video because obviously the, the double gaming announcement is is big, but I think it's it's going to be a pretty a pretty dry one. I don't think we need to rip our teams apart to be bringing in these players, um, as we see. I think even United's games against Southampton, Brighton, aren't amazing. I mean, I can see they're not bad. As, I mean, Southampton and Brighton on paper are, are two decent fixtures, right? But they're not pushovers, and United aren't playing that well. So I can't see United scoring three goals in that, um, in, in either of those games. Uh, Jacob Griffin, love the content. Always a highlight seeing on the FPL show. Thank you very much. Um, I started in game week two and then ranked 12.5k. Blimey. Imagine if you started game week one. You'd be right up to about 3k, like me. Humble brag. Uh, no, very very impressive. Um, how come you started in game week two? Just didn't really know about it or forgot to set your team up. Uh, but yeah, very, very impressive stuff. Uh, let's have a look see if there's any more people in the chat uh, Multi Laville uh, what is the best centre back aside dunk from Brighton well Burns a really interesting one because he's obviously been, been linked with Newcastle he's a boyhood Newcastle fan um, he I think, the, I think the fee was about 9 million which I think is, is just completely insulting for, for a man of his, his quality I don't think he's his first choice first choice is is dunk uh well, you, you could say Duffy, but I mean, it's it's definitely Duncan and Webster um, and then one of Veltman or, or Duffy uh, come in. I mean, Burns has been playing so well, though, that I wouldn't be surprised to see him him keep his place uh, with, with Veltman probably dropping out. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, out of those two, it's it's if you're not going for Dunk, it's probably Webster. Webster's your safest bet um, at, at 4.5. 
Uh, I, I've, Burn could be sold. You know, if, if Newcastle swap the bids and double it or, or triple it, he is the kind of backup centre back. His contract doesn't run out until um, end of next year. Uh, yeah, end of next year though. So next June. So we don't need to sell him, but if a big enough offer comes in, then then they might consider it. Uh, Darkest Shadow, what do you think of Greenwood? Yep, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Actually, that's a very nice segue. So here we have the Manchester United player stats over the last six, again, filtered by minutes per XGI. Top of the list is Rashford. So just four appearances over the last six. He's played the least minutes of everyone apart from Phil Jones, which is crazy given how good Rashford is as a player. Uh, he scored two goals over that time uh, in just five shots. So really, really high uh, shot accuracy there. Created no chances. Um, the only kind of like attacking player not to have created a chance, um, but does have the best minutes per expected goal of them. So he's, he's had the, kind of the biggest chances, basically. Um, but exact time played, 173 minutes is, is so low. I mean, you mentioned Greenwood. Greenwood's second on the list, minutes per XGI of 186. Uh, he's had six appearances, so he's played at least some minutes in every game. Uh, 425 minutes um, is only bettered by Ronaldo out of the kind of attacking options. Um, he's got one goal. He's had 16 shots, which is only bettered by Ronaldo. Uh, and he's created four chances, uh, which isn't too bad. But Fred's got eight. So sweet that what you what you want. I think Greenwood's a good option. I think Greenwood at 7.2 is, is, a, is a decent shout. If, you, if you're not going for Ronaldo, um, if you're not going for Fernandez, if you've got a, a spot in your team and you want to kind of get in a bit of a differential option, I think these stats indicate that Greenwood is, is going to play um, probably both the games. And he's the second most likely player to get your points. So yeah, why not? Why not give to, go to him? You've got Cavani in, in third. I don't think anyone's going to be going there. Um, five appearances, 349 minutes though. He has played quite a lot. Uh, one goal, one assist, seven shots. Uh, then you've got Fernandez. Finally, one of the one of the big names. Um, Twelve chances created is, is the most out of out of all the United players uh, by some distance. And Fred is next with with eight, um, two assists, uh, shots. He's had eight, so half the amount of, of Greenwood and, and Cristiano Ronaldo. But you, he's, he's always been a bit like that. You're kind of getting in for the for the set plays and, and the chances that that it creates. Um, we're seeing him maybe operating in a slightly different role now, pushing forward a bit more. Um, but I'll show you um, some Bruno stats in a minute to indicate that I'm not that blown away with with his improvement um, over the last couple of weeks. They're not massively different to what he's been doing kind of all season. Um, Ronaldo is then up uh, below Elanga um, as well. So Elanga's come in at, at 4.8 now. He's the one that's keeping kind of Rashford out of out of the side. Uh, he scored uh, the goal again against Brentford, uh, and then you've got Ronaldo. Sandwiched between Ilanga and Fred. So for 12.5 million, it's a bit disappointing to see Ronaldo this low uh, down the list. Um, you know, if you look at, if you're purely looking at these kind of stats, you'd wonder why anyone would go for Ronaldo over Greenwood because Greenwood is is better in terms of minutes per XGI. He's having the same uh, amount of shots, pretty much. He's scored uh, the same amount of goals um, and he's played almost the same amount of minutes. So... You know, everyone's kind of going to be clamouring to get Ronaldo in, but I think you you might be able to get away with with Greenwood as a bit of a punt. He might be someone uh, if you believe in these stats um, that that could that could do you quite well. And if you're having to make sort of you know minus fours, minus eights to get Ronaldo in, um, it might be Greenwood that's the the better option. Um, looking down the list, look, so looking at defence, for example, um, the first defender that features here is Tellez. Uh, expected goal of four five five point seven. The fullbacks just aren't really 
looking likely to, to get points. The one good thing about Teller is he has, he has created five chances, um, which is the same amount as Dallow um, as well. So that's more than the likes of Rashford, Greenwood, uh, Cavani. Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not totally convinced on, on the fullbacks. I think if you've got De Gea, um, you're fine. But, you know, with Shaw knocking about, Wambasaka, I don't think the fullbacks are, are there for investment. And I mean, then if you're going down to like Maguire, I mean, Maguire, I've always associated with being, you know, a target from set play. You know, he's big, strong. He's got a big forehead to smash the ball in. Uh, he hasn't had a single shot. He's created one chance, no goals, no assists. Okay, he's only he's only played three and six minutes, but he's they're not. I don't think they're looking to really target him from from corners. So he's someone that I'd, I'd definitely avoid. Um, I think if you're gonna buy into the, into the defense and and not get to here, then I think it's it's probably Dallow that you want to get. But I'm not entirely sure he's going to play both games. So my advice would be uh, to avoid. Uh, Alex Ng Greenwood is a trap. Yeah, well everyone said that at the start of the season, didn't they? But he wasn't. He did quite well for a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, you're just you're just trying to find a, a player that you know that no one else really gets. You know, I think every, pretty much everyone's going to have Ronaldo. You're going to be brave going to a double game week without Ronaldo, um, I think. And if you believe in double game weeks, you know they're a bit like Christmas. Uh, then you need to find players that that look encouraging, and at least Greenwood stats are encouraging um, with with tables like this. So you know he he might not get anything. I'm not suggesting that everyone rushes out and, and buys him, but. You know, the point of this video is to is to kind of look at targets that might do well um, over those periods. And I didn't actually realise that Greenwood's stats were this good and that he'd played this many minutes. So there's something like this which can help you kind of uh, make your decision. Uh, Sum F, what would you do if you had no United player, Kane in the team and the exact funds to get Salah? Uh, I prefer Kane over Ronaldo long term, so I don't know if I should spend two extra transfers. I think if I was using a transfer, I would be getting Salah in as a kind of a long term move. Um, if I was on the wild card, I would probably go for Ronaldo and then have someone like a De Bruyne in place that I could move to Salah. It's just if you if you're if you're buying Ronaldo, you're using a transfer for that, and then if you're switching him to Salah, you're probably having to use two transfers for that. So you're essentially using three transfers. Whereas if you're on your wild card, you can get that spot sorted and only have to use one. So it's it's just about kind of forward planning. I think you know you've got you've got Salah, you've got De Bruyne, Fernandez, and Ronaldo. Um, all there as as viable sort of good options, but realistically, you you want to be able to have a way of, of getting Salah back. I think you can you can avoid him for this Leicester game, especially if Egypt get to the final. I think you can potentially avoid him for the Burnley game um, as well, given that United have a double game week and City have uh, Norwich. But after that, you need to get him in. You need to get him in for the, for the next game. Um, Liverpool play Norwich at home. Like you you can't you can't go into Liverpool play Norwich at home without Salah. So just make sure you you've got a plan to to bring him in. Uh, let's take a quick look at Fernandez. So this was a little bit of research that I did. Apparently this screen looks a bit weird. Maybe I just, do I need to do anything? No, let's keep it. Um, okay. So what I did was I just looked at, um, Fernandez this season, uh, one to 21. And then I looked at Fernandez again, uh, 22 to 23. Oh, thank you. Uh, Nick lowly as <laughs> I expected you plus one. Yeah. No one fancied it. Well, actually Chris, Chris did offer, but uh, I thought, given it's quite a statsy one, I thought I'd, I'd do it myself and yeah, you'll keep me company. So it's quite nice. Uh, okay, Fernandez. Let's take a look at these stats. So this is this is the average appearances um, of Fernandez like sort of early in the season when he was not doing particularly well to the new improved Bruno Fernandez of the last few games, which everyone's saying is, you know, looking a lot better. So looking at the heat map straight away, not a huge amount of, of improvement. Um, you know, the, the touches are 
around about where the, where they were the same, and, which is fine. You know, you'd be worried if it was all kind of in the deep roles here, but he's, he's getting the ball sort of near, near enough the the penalty area not to not to worry about it too much. Um, so this is encouraging. The fantasy football scout stat summary um, plus eight key seventy four percent overall. Ah, oh, yeah, easy job done. He's uh, he's looking he's looking uh, much better. Yeah, I mean he's looking better in some ways, but it's not enough to make me think that he's a completely changed uh, changed man. So his expected goal, for example, 0.2, exactly the same. Um, the last couple of game weeks on average as it was uh, before. Uh, XG on penalty, 0.2 to 0.1. So, I mean, 0.2 is is, is nothing really. It's, it's not it's not fantastic. Uh, minutes per XG, 373.6 to 435. So, I mean, 4.35 is, is literally unbelievable for someone like Fernandez. Uh but three seven three isn't isn't a huge isn't massively better, uh, you know it's it's still, you know I mean you a, a goal from Fernandez every what four games or something like that like that's he's he's much better than that. You look at his expected assists as well. Expected assists have gone from uh, minutes per expected assist four thirty to four thirteen. I mean you know an expected assist every like four or five games for for someone like Bruno Fernandez is is, is crazy. Um, actually on target 0.3 compared to 0.1 expecting goal involvement 0.5 to 0.4 these aren't huge increases you know like these are these are like small increases on, on something on average and given how poor he's been all season you would expect the new improved Fernandez's stats to be absolutely skyrocketing there's one stat here which is the reason why he's doing so well um, and I'll show it to you in a minute uh, so touches he's getting the ball more he's getting the ball every Every uh, he's getting seventy three touches a game compared to sixty six. Uh, more touches in the in the opponent's half, which is good. Forty nine up from forty three point five, which is nice. More touches in the final third, but not by much. Receiving the ball uh, every one point two minutes compared to one point three, not a huge amount of difference there. Uh, he's getting the ball minutes per pass received about the same one point nine compared to one point eight. Dribbling, dribbling less. He's I think he's getting forward more, so he's, he's dribbling less to get forward, uh, which is. Probably encouraging from the sense that he's, he's going to be getting into better positions without needing to take the ball there. Uh, less take-ons, half his take-ons, which is quite interesting. So, slightly new role. Then look at this. Goal involvement, 67% to 32%. Uh, his uh, BPS is up 30.3 compared to 16.3. He's getting dispossessed less, which helps him uh, with the bonus uh, as well, which is useful. Penalty error touches, 3 to 2.4. Not a huge amount of difference there. Three penalty touches a game. Like, it's Okay. Um, and we're getting we're getting to the stat in just a second. Uh, uh, and then minutes per goal one three four point five is massively up on. I mean minutes per goal for Bruno Fernandez this season three hundred and one minutes, crazy. Then look at this goal attempts. His goal attempts are down on average, two point two to two. Uh, less goal attempts in the box um, on average. But then look at this. This is the killer stat. Shot accuracy fifty percent. That's the reason why he's he's looking better because he's being more accurate. But how sustainable is that? Like it's up from 25.6%, which is kind of a, an average, I'd say, kind of, um, a, a, you know, um, stat, probably, well, probably below average. Up to 50%, though, that, that, is, that is low. I, I, that is high. I don't think he's going to be able to carry, carry that on. Um, you know, a goal conversion of 33.3 is, is about kind of what you'd expect from him, but he hasn't been doing that this season. So is it just the case that he's now suddenly this really accurate shooter? Or is it the case that this is just a bit of a, a bit of a hot streak for him, and he, he might regress back to how he was previous in the season, or will he go back to his Bruno Fernandez form of, of last season, which I'm going to show you in a second. 
Uh, everything else is about the same. I mean, his assist potential is, is down. I mean, he's creating, he's creating less, he's doing less through balls, but he's creating more chances. So I'm guessing he's crossing, uh, he's crossing more. Um, he's creating big chances from 0.7 to 0.4. Like these, these aren't, these aren't huge numbers. Basically, nothing on this chart suggests to me that Fernandez is suddenly absolutely incredible. Let's have a look at his stats over the last couple of game weeks on average compared to last season. Again, you can do all this in the in the members area um, if you like. Uh, so he's got an XG every match of 0.4. So that's double, double what he's doing now uh, last season. Um, expected this was up 0.3 to 0.2. Uh, XG on target 0.5 compared to 0.3. It's a very statsy uh, podcast. This uh, let's just try and find some of the the key ones. Um, penalty of touches 3.4 to 3. So more touch in the penalty area. Um, but goal attempts. Look at that. He's, he's having an extra goal attempt every match pretty much last season um, compared to before um, and an attempt every 25 minutes compared to every 44 minutes. So he's just not shooting as much as he did last season, uh, which I just think is, is just really is just massively disappointing. Um, his assist potential is, is strong though. I mean, like the last couple of games, minutes per chance created 30 to compared to 33 minutes. So it's about where he was last season, but it's the goal threat that, that's massively down. So he's completely reliant on on those on those assists. Um, and where was the other one? Let's just see his uh, let's just see his shot accuracy. Yeah, so he, I mean his shot accuracy last season was forty one point three. So it's up to fifty. This percent. His goal conversion was fourteen percent uh, last season, and this season it's thirty three percent. So that tells me he's not that good at converting converting chances he needs more chances um, and he's getting less of them this season so I don't think he's going to get loads of goals uh, over, between now and the end of the season if he carries on the way that he's going um, I just think everyone's getting a bit overexcited with him to be honest anyway that is enough for Bruno Fernandes let's move on to the only team that matters this double game week which is Brighton Martin Boyle asked if I'm marking disguise I could well be actually yeah, I need to work out if we're doing a, a black box uh, next week as well. I think I will. I'm not sure if Mark is around, um, but I will be. I think Mark's turned me into a, a statsy convert. Okay, so Brighton. Uh, Welbeck's at the top of this list. We're looking at minutes per XGI. Um, again, uh, he's played 178 minutes, which is a worry because he's, he's not starting enough games. Um, five appearances only the last six, uh, which isn't too bad. Then you've got Pascal Groves, who's, who's just... From where he was a few seasons ago, he's just completely lost his ability. He, I watch him taking corners. He can't he just can't beat the first man. Every corner's terrible. I mean, you know, he was one of the he was one of the players in the league that created the most chances. He's only created five, uh, you know, in in his two hundred and four minutes, and it's not much better from what he's been doing kind of the rest of the season. Uh, Trossard's there. Trossard is just so disappointing from an FPL perspective. 346 minutes. You know, he's playing the majority of games. I think he, he missed one of the one of the doubles. Um, 12 shots is only bettered by McAllister. Four chances created is really poor. Minutes per XGI of 174. I just I just wouldn't be going there. Uh, next is McAllister. Uh, 539 uh, minutes played. So he has played the most of all of our outfield players over the last six. 16 shots, which is the most. 12 chances created. Uh, which is the best. I think McAllister, if you're desperate, if you cannot be without a Brighton attacker for this double game week, I think you have to go McAllister. Um, so, yeah, McAllister and Greenwood, they're the ones that these stats are kind of pointing to. Um, looking at defence, looking at Lamptey. Little Lamptey, he's made six appearances but hasn't started every game. 
you never really know when he's going to start. I thought by now he'd be playing, you know, starting every match. And he's not. I think he's probably too risky to, to buy in for the double. I think you've got him already. You keep him. Uh, but I wouldn't be interested in buying him. His minutes practice yeah, is, is quite low, though. I mean, 419.5. I had, I had bigger hopes uh, for Lively Lamptey. Um, he's only created three chances. Uh, we know which is the same as like Mwepu uh, and, and one more than like Moda. It's not that amazing. And he's not really having too many shots uh, either. Only four shots. Uh, yeah, not... I, I was hoping to see him higher on the list. So I could justify bringing him in. Um, he is higher than Mope, though. Mope is right down the list. I just honestly just don't buy Mope. Uh, if you take one thing from this video, just don't buy him. Like, you're going to get stuck with him. You don't want him. I would so much rather have Edward than Mope. I just cannot put into words how much I would suggest you buy Edward over Mope. Like, he's a better player. He's playing for a more attacking team. He hasn't got a blank. They've got good fixtures. He's in form. He's scoring goals. Just, just don't do it to yourself. Just, just, you can thank me later when you haven't bought him. But I don't even want your thanks. I don't want any praise. Just, you know, give me a nod in the street or something. Just don't just don't buy him. You don't need him. And then look at the other players. I mean, one of the players I'm really disappointed to see so low down this is Cucurella. Because I'd say, if you're not buying Lamptey and you're, and you're trying to buy into the defence, um, Cucurella is the one to get. But, I mean, a minutes per XGI of uh, 1125 is, you know, is, is like third worst out of the whole Brighton team. Seven chances created isn't bad, but honestly, I've watched every Brighton game. He doesn't create many chances. Like I think this is this is. If this, I, I'm not entirely sure what's classed as a chance created, but I wouldn't say that Cucurella has created any particularly good chances, um, except for the the header that was scored where he got the assist for. So I think seven. I think seven <laughs> chances created is is pretty generous, uh, actually. And when you look at the minutes per xgi. I think they're even saying that the chances he's created have been pretty minor ones. Because if he had seven chances created and they were good chances, his XGI would, would be would be much higher. So yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Al Brighton, the only player that I'd be looking to buy would, would be a McAllister. And I'm not looking to buy him, just for the record. But if you if you really want one, uh, then yeah, he's probably the guy to go for. Um, okay, I'm only on 40, 44 minutes. They, they do go quite quickly, these, these solos. It's just me rambling on for ages. I'm sorry if you get bored of them. I know I did do a lot of stats on Fernandez. There's 350 of you watching, so it can't be that bad. Uh, Nuclear Atmos asks, why isn't Potter playing Welbeck the full 90? I wonder if he's being managed a bit like um, a bit like Lamptey is. Uh, I think Welbeck's coming off the bench quite a lot. I think he's only started one game since, since he came back and, and then he was subbed off after 61 minutes. It's being used as a bit of an impact sub. You, you can't go there. I mean, just look at his minutes now. 45 against Brentford, uh, 10 against Chelsea, and he got the goal. Uh, didn't play against Everton, 17 minutes against Palace, 61 against Chelsea again where he started, uh, and then 28 minutes against Leicester. You can't buy him. He's too risky. You can't really buy any, any of them. Um, don't buy Trossard. He'll, he'll disappoint you. Go for McAllister if you have to get one. Uh, right, let's have a look at the team stats defence. So what I did here was just grab some arrows um, just to point out who what the teams are playing. Obviously the blue ones are Brighton's opponents, the red ones are United's opponents. What is interesting about United's opponents, Southampton and Brighton, uh, is I, I wasn't entirely sure what, what to filter by. And then I filtered by shots conceded inside the box. So it's like the kind of the most dangerous place in which you which you kind of conceded uh, chances. Bottom of, of the list is West Ham. They've conceded the most shots inside the box um, over the last six. Uh, then you've got kind of some of the other likely uh, you know defences, Brentford, Norwich, Leicester, 
everyone's expecting that. And you've got Manchester United, <laughs> who are fifth. Uh, fifth from bottom is in. They've created, they've conceded uh, 51 shots inside the box over six matches, which is absolutely nuts. You know, you're looking at like, what, eight or nine shots inside the box every game? That's crazy. Above them is Brighton, who is also quite surprising because given that we're a good defensive side but we are conceding chances in kind of the wrong areas and then up from that you've got Southampton um you know so you've got Southampton Brighton kind of in the bottom 10 for for shots conceded inside the box United's opponents not a bad option um you know if you're if you're bringing in Ronaldo Greenwood or or Fernandez I think those stats are quite encouraging from an attacking point of view that they're not actually as good defensively as as a lot of people think they are. I don't think United are capable of scoring three or four goals against these sides, but it does tell me that I think they, they're going to get a couple across across both games. So I think the United attackers are, are are viable. You know, if these stats were reversed and you saw Southampton Brighton right at the top, I might even be suggesting that people go without any United players um, at all. What is interesting though is Watford. So Watford had, had a good run, um, but they are leaky. They still haven't kept a clean sheet yet. But they're one, two, three, four, five, six. They're seventh on the list. Uh, for shots inside the box. So they've only conceded 34 shots inside the box over the last six, um, which is the same as Villa, who have played the same amount of games as them uh, on four. Uh, it's the same as Liverpool, but they've played a game more um, as well. Uh, but, it's, I mean, it's interesting. They, they're they not kind of bottom um, of this list. Burnley are just below them, but they've only played three games. So Watford are showing signs potentially of, of tightening up um, a little bit, even though the, the results have been so bad for them, I really do think Hodgson is going to come in and, and, and sort them out. So these underlying stats maybe suggest that there is something there. If they can keep the shots coming from you know outside the box, they stand a chance and, and you know Foster or Batman can, can save them. Uh, but he's, he's, he's basically just got to carry on from this and just ensure they don't concede um, inside the box, uh, basically. But yeah, they have only played four games, so maybe I'm being a bit over-interpretive uh, with it. Let's have a quick look at the attacking stats. So if you're thinking about buying defenders, uh, Manchester United are sixth on this list uh, in terms of attempts inside the box. I've just kind of reversed it around. Uh, 51 attempts inside the box is the same as Chelsea. Uh, it's one less than uh, West Ham. Um, it's And then, you know, you're going up to like City uh, and Liverpool who are, who are much higher. Um Omar says, this is the last six games. It's not least last players. You can't read total shots conceded out of the table like that. Well, you can. I mean, you, you can you can look at averages, can't you? You can look at averages over over the games. Um, maybe maybe it potentially wasn't the best way to do it, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's I think it's still I think it's still fine to look at it like this. Um, and if you look at Brighton as well, so Brighton um, have played uh, six games too, just like United, um, and they're sort of in the top ten um, as well. So. You know, you're thinking about United defenders. I, I think they could keep a clean sheet against Brighton, but the, the numbers are, are kind of fairly decent to, to kind of show that they might uh, be able to. And then you've got Watford and Southampton, um, sort of much lower down the list in terms of attempts inside the box. Yeah, maybe I should have done it by um, matches played rather than game weeks. Maybe you are right. Um, anyway, basically what I took from this is that United's attacking stats aren't too bad. They are. They are... You know they're not kind of halfway down the list. Their opponents are conceding um, chances and are kind of somewhere up the list. So I think the, the the United attackers are viable to get in, and I wouldn't be advising people to go uh, without one unless you're having to rip up your team to bring in Ronaldo, and then you'll have to be ripping your team into to get him out. I think if if you haven't got Ronaldo or Salah or a premium mid, 
I think you move for one of uh, Fernandes or Greenwood, um, give them the captaincy, uh, and then and then find a way to upgrade them to Salah. I don't think Ronaldo is completely and utterly essential for this double game week. That is the long and short of this whole thing, uh, basically. I think you can do um, just as well, potentially with one of those, and avoiding him, even though it would be scary going into the game. His stats aren't like um, so amazing that I think you have to get him. Um, the fixtures are good, but not great. United's attacking stats are good, but not like unbelievable. Uh, I think you can get away with it. That's basically it. And from Brighton, McAllister or no one. So there you go. That is your conclusion to this. If you're a part of the TLDR crowd and you don't care about all the other stats and just listen to the final bit of this thing, maybe buy McAllister, probably get Ronaldo. If you can't get him easily, get Greenwood or Fernandez. And just get De Gea. I think everyone should have De Gea. I think he's the best goalkeeper to own at the moment. That's it. Let's be done. 40 minutes. Blimey. Thank you all so much for sticking around uh, for this. Um, obviously, this could all change. It's a long way to go until the next uh, game week, and especially the 25. But we have, I think, our ability to start planning for things now um, should have improved massively, given that we now had a full round of games um, for the first time. So now's the time to get your planners out. Fancy Football Scout has a transfer planner for members. Get your spreadsheets out and work out basically how you're going to get Salah back in uh, and when you're going to get him in. Whether you're going to bring him straight away or whether you're going to be looking to get him in uh, ahead of 25 or, or 26. Um, so thank you, everyone. 